Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. The main topic of the day is just go with it, or more importantly, do what you do and keep going even if the critics try to silence you or your own self-doubt overwhelms you. You don't always need a detailed plan. Today is kind of art imitating life, because I didn't really have a good plan. Couldn't come up with one all week, so here we are. Joining me in the studio, my Vulcanin Trinkumpen, or my weekend drinking buddy. See the look on his eyes there? And the most marvelous co-host I could find on short notice, my good friend, Paul Ramey. Well, that, that don't sound like a glowing review. It is a glowing review. I, uh, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. I feel a little weird today. I'm a little lightheaded today. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah, just, I'm it, getting old. Yeah, that's probably it. This will jumpstart your heart. I'm, oh, well, hell yeah. <laughs> it's a tasty little brew um, for everybody listening. It's called Hop Slam. It's made by Bell's Brewery. It's a 10% alcohol by volume. Double IPA. Hop double Slam. India I- Pale Ale. Double India Pale Ale. I've heard of that before. Where, why, why does that sound familiar? Tim Holsinger, one of our guests from a while back. Oh, yeah. Found one of these back of his fridge and he drank it. Now, you should drink them fresh. These are fresh. These were, you know, they, they brew them once a year and they come out. And I was enamored. Have you had this? I have. I love it. Every time I can find it, I get it. So, who and makes this? Bell's? Bell's Brewery. Why is there three in here? I don't drink a whole beer. I'm going to have some beer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you didn't like my little German intro? I don't speak it. I, I gotta I look thought at. Thought you just called me a Vulcan. No, my Vulcanin Trinkumpen. <laughs> I'm I'm still learning German, so it's good hard. Talk. Good day to you too. All right. Then. <laughs> like I said, I'm just learning, man. Just learning. Let's open these up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do this. All right, so I'm going to give you a little bit. Oh, just a tiny bit. Just a little bit, because you're not going to like this. Oh, well, that's not what that is. Well, see, that's way too much already. No, yeah, you got to so. you gotta get it in your system. An exceptionally aromatic blend of hops yeah. combined in this yeah. balanced interpretation. And I would love to tell everybody listening, if you're into beer, that I actually know the secret blend of hops, but I do not. The only thing I could tell you is it has Simcoe hops in it. That's one of them. They they do a series of uh, hop procedures. Um, all beer has hops in it for the bittering, and and we're doing something different today. We uh, we are recording the entire show on video. Uh, I don't know yet that I'm going to produce an entire show for YouTube or anything like that, but I do want to be able to have clips. So we're just letting it run the whole the whole time. That way, I can go back and, and just I'm do looking clips. longingly into the camera when yes. Mike talks. Yeah, he's. Paul is a, he's kind of a self-voyeuristic kind of guy. He likes to see himself. Yeah, somebody has to. <laughs> somebody has to like see me. Yeah. So give that, give that beer a, a try mm, and, and tell me what you think of it so we can get into the, oh, the yeah. main topic that people are waiting for. It smells like beer. I'm not going to like. <laughs> it does. It, are there people waiting? I hope so. I mean. Have they know, turned it off yet? Uh, probably not. We, we've, we've gotten some pretty good. I, I got a big shout out to our fans, by the way, our audience, the people who listen to us babble and ramble and all the pontificate. things. Yeah. Pontificate from last time. That was a good one. Yeah. You guys are the we best. We didn't talk about uh, Jackson Pollock in the last episode. No, I'm kind of bored with him. I, you know, me. <laughs> so uh, what do you think of that? I don't hate it as much as I expected that you to think that I would hate it, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's I mean, I don't heaven in a glass. I love it, it ain't that. That's for sure. I love it. <laughs> I don't hate it as much as some of this other crap IPA you make mm-hmm. me drink. So. It don't taste as much like I'm drinking out of a pine cone as some of the other ones. It tastes like it. It was laying next to a pine cone, maybe, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I like it. Bad. I like it because it, it it grows on you too. It really does. So, on what? the main topic, oh, we got, ju- we yeah, just just go with it. All right. You know, you don't always need a good setup plan, but you also uh, don't let anybody hold you back, right? I mean, do you ever, do you ever get the situation where somebody just is really bringing you down all the time? I mean, I do that in here with you. I know I do. We we kind of <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, 
Then we're all off. Our, we're off our game today. That we're recording on a Saturday. There, yeah, I just held weird. you. I just held you back by cutting you off. But right, well, that's your thing. <laughs> you know, and then we fight. Yeah. Usually, pissed me off about halfway through. I think yeah. that's what the people really love. But I know. Where where my artistic endeavors are different from yours, whereas it, mine is a hundred percent, well, ninety percent collaborative. Yeah. So there's always you're always going to come up with things that you are excited about that maybe somebody else that you're playing music with isn't. And you have to either learn to work around that or use that for something else, or you have to kind of work with that. I have to imagine, you know, with, with painting or, um, you know, photography is a little different. Maybe there's a, a more of a collaborative effort with that, but with painting, you're not really getting input as you're doing it. I think, you know, you, you might get some input before and yeah. you might get some input after, but when you're doing it, you're, you're kind of doing it. So I don't, I don't know. That's kind of a good point. I'm taking my headphones off because. Why? Well, I don't usually have to monitor us. I usually, I, I'm in the theme of the show, just going with it. I want to just get away from the gear a little bit and com have a good conversation. Yeah. That's why I got away from it early on. It's just more like we're just hanging out. Yeah. Playing. If I get all this in, I feel like that I'm in a cave. It's just, I'm performing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, I, try I just to be real when we're, I like to try stuff. to hear it though, because I, I, uh, I can dial it in a little bit, you know, again, just go with it. Just right. fucking let it go. Right. Just, that's a big part of my philosophy. This is very hard. I feel like I'm running naked now. Take just, your shirt off. You're good. Uh, I don't cameras know. and stuff. Yeah, camera. They, they don't want to see this. Huh. <laughs> I've been working hard on it, you know. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, and, we, and we've we've talked about this in an earlier podcast too. It's but not like this. No. Well, well, <laughs> well how do you know? You don't know what I was going to say because you cut me the fuck off again. <laughs> Is you got to you know all this gear and all this the things around you and all this technology? It has to work for you it has to it has to be the the wind that inflates your sails it cannot be the end all and be all and you're a big time gearhead and i think mm -hmm. you get go through spurts where you just get so gear intensive that you you're in that you forget to be the artist right you're too busy being a techie and there's nothing wrong with being i love gear i love technology yeah. i love new things um i love new bases i love new pickups i love new um, you know, bass pickups, yeah. guitar pickups. I love n new strings. This is made with new technology, whatever, you know, this mm -hmm. is whatever. But at the end of the day, anything that you're going to do, you will be able to do with the minimum amount that you have to. I mean, yeah. really? So Yeah, I think we put too much emphasis on having everything just right Yeah, as far as our gear goes. In fact, there's a there's a big movement right now. I've been seeing a lot of, I don't want to say movement. There's a there's a big push right now on YouTube with a lot of creators are pushing that does gear matter, and then they go, well, yeah, it kind of does, and it's almost like they're 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 going back on what we were saying just a few years ago with no gear doesn't matter when we all know it kind of does. I mean, you can't. But YouTube's a great example. It's about the content. If a guy uses an iPhone yeah, and just sets it up and records some stuff and the audio is good enough where you can hear what, what you need to. And yeah. The, it's not annoying. The video is good enough. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not worth it over producing this stuff right. or, or for YouTube, YouTube video right. or Facebook video, or I mean, that's just, I got friends that are into that and, and there's nothing wrong with loving technology and getting on right. into it. Right. And that's cool. If that's, that's part of, like we talked about before. It's part of their process. It's right. Part of the part of the part of the improvement. Even you're trying to get part of the ritual. You know, I yeah. get it. But at the end of the day, nobody fucking cares. They care if the content is interesting and it's good. They don't care that it's sixty frames a second as opposed to forty frames a second. They don't care that there's a certain amount of grain that I'll never be able to see. But because you right. shot pictures all your life, you can. Yeah. Uh, there's too much one K coming through the shitty fucking phone mic uh, no right. one fucking cares they care that that it's good enough to get the point across and the dude did a, a right. cool kick flip they, they learned or, something they got entertained yeah you know the, the whole whole spiel of all that it's just got to be good enough to work so when when do you 
now that we've kind of brought gear into this, when do you, when do you take advice from somebody on gear? I mean, if you're if always, you're, I mean, always take it, always listen to advice, take the advice. That's a little bit different. It depends. It's like, a, um, I mean, a good example I can think of offhand is my mic choice. I've been using the beta 57 live and in the studio forever. Mm-hmm. I would have never used one of those for a vocal mic. Not thinking it's basically the same guts as the, uh, as the 58, mm-hmm. it's just got a different, right. uh, different, uh, screen, right. Basically for the instrument mic, but the beta has got some kind of different shit in it than the regular yeah. do, but I don't know. But Brian Muth, uh, guy that I've worked with produced several metal albums mm-hmm. that I was involved mm-hmm. in really good friend. I, uh, ba- really great bass player. I respect, I got my first five string. Because he recommended Carvin. He played Carvin. I gave it a chance, and that's one of my favorite instruments. Same way at the mic. He was uh, running sound at one of our shows, and I sang through that at uh, a show, and I love that 57. I bought one. That's been my main mic uh, for years. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong. If, if you see the value in it, if you're taking advice just because somebody tells you you should be doing it this way, mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily see the value in it, then you're taking advice for the wrong reason. But if you, if you listen to somebody's opinion that you respect and you see the results that they're getting and, and you think it can help you, then you should certainly take it or at least explore it. But you should never take somebody's advice just because they tell you to do it at the end of the, not, not at this, if you're a doctor or if you're a, you know, a a lawyer going through contracts or this kind of thing, that's different. Art, ultimately comes from you and it's got to be your choice and your decision. If you're making art for somebody else, then you're, you're just a, you're just making widgets just like anybody else. Exactly. I was, I was hoping when you were talking about that, um, I'd be able to explain this for, for people listening, the SM 57 that he's referring to the, you're actually talking about the beta. Yeah. Uh, the beta is a, is a little more expensive. It's got some other things added to it. I found in our recording when you use it, your 57 is about 10 dBs hotter at the same input gain as a 58, just a regular 58. I would say it's probably 10 dBs hotter than a regular 57 as well. Uh, but you're right, the, the guts, even of the SM7B that I'm using here and the SM58 that you're using there, uh, they have the same guts. And I've heard people say, well, you gotta you gotta get the SM7B or you can't be a podcaster. That's what all the podcasters use. And there's a reason for it. And it's like yeah, it's a nice mic, but I gotta tell you, you know, after doing our edits and things, there's not a huge difference in the mics. And it's because the guts are the same. Yeah, it just it needs to work. Yeah. The the polar pattern is what changes on each of the mics for different reasons. Like an SM58 or SM58 beta is designed to be a little more forgiving with wiggle room as far as moving the mic around if it's handheld, Mm, right? Uh, So for vocals, that's good because you tend to, you know, move around a little bit. Right. If you have good mic technique, the 57 is better because it rejects a lot of sound on the, um, on the sides. Mm -hmm. Um, And on stage environment that's perfect yeah because you can get rid of a lot of other sound it makes the sound sound pretty good and that sort of thing and then the reason the sm7b that is so nice is really that they move the the uh the guts and there's a word for it i don't i can't think of what it is on top of my head but they move the guts further back in the mic they got a bigger grill on the inside then they put this bigger um uh foam windscreen windscreen on it and it helps with the plosives and and overall tone a little bit, you know, it's, it's still, yeah, it looks cool. It yeah. Looks like yeah. Radio guy. Yeah. It, yeah. It's still dynamic, you know, it's still, they're all, all dynamic mics. Um, there's a lot of reasons why one would use dynamic over condensers or condensers over dynamic. It's, it's personal preference and environment. We're sitting six feet apart. If we both had condensers, it'd be a little more of a bleed for me trying to get mm-hmm. um, audio clean. And we have a highway 200 feet from the house. We would hear that. We'd hear my dog's calls every time he got it moved. Uh, just just a lot of things make dynamic better for us in, in our situation. Um, but it, it is a matter of just going with it. 
you know, it's like, well, that's if, if the SM58 worked for, when did it come out? Wasn't like 1950 something. I, I want to say it's been around for a long time. It's been on the stage. It It is the quintessential stage microphone for vocals. And the 57 is awesome for like snare drums and, and instruments and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, mic, the mic in a cabinet also, you know, all those things, but you know, they all hold their, their own strengths. But uh, again, just by, by sticking with the topic here, just going with it, use what you got, see what you can do with it. You know, uh, you, you can buy four SM 58s for the price of an SM 57 or I'm sorry, SM seven B. And if that's the case, why buy one really good mic when you can buy several that will do what I'm going to say is 80% of the job. Mm -hmm. It gets you 80% of the way there. I'm not saying an EQ is the only thing that you can do to change it, but they're very close. Your average listener is not going to go, Oh, he was using a seven B and the other guy's using a 58. I can tell, you know, they're just not going to hear it. But, um, that's kind of my whole thing with just go with it. it. This, this episode really, um, I struggled this week. I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? What can I do that relates good for artists? You know, what, what can I talk about that gets them? Cause we're, we're kind of in a, uh, we're coming up on, on tax deadline, right? This, this show airs actually the day before tax deadline, uh, tomorrow's Easter and we're recording on a Saturday versus a Sunday. Um, and I had my schedule kind of got changed a few times this week. And normally I schedule my planning for the Saturday before the Sunday. So I didn't plan at all. And then Friday I had my whole, my entire day was, was booked up with other things. And, and I'm, I'm, I even sent you a message saying, I didn't know what we were going to talk about, you know, as far as topics. Yeah. I was unconcerned. Yeah. You, you typically are, but, um, I struggle with that big. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring this up was but that I I really I plan so much that I almost feel like it has to be already done before I start. Like everything has mm-hmm. to be there. And I'm not I'm not talking just the podcast. I'm talking like painting, um a vacation. I'm I'm anal about that. It's like there's an agenda <laughs> for a vacation. And it really shouldn't be that way. I should be able to just pack a bag and show up. That's why, right? That's why, you know, I think why we're a good team because I'm the exact opposite. I don't want to plan that kind of stuff. I like mm-hmm. to leave a lot of room for improvisation. I like to plan the, the bullet points, maybe, and whether it's a vacation or a trip or whatever. I mean, I'm planning a vacation right now. And I have no idea where I'm going to go or what I'm going to do. I might, I might drive to Vegas, I might ride the motorcycle to. Wyoming might go back down to Daytona and see Chris. Yeah. I don't know yet. And yeah. then I'll just do it. It's not a, you got to leave some room for the fun to happen. If yeah. I wanted to be regimented, I'd just go to work. Yeah. I get that. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy a lot of it, but. And I'm not saying planning's all bad either. Right, right, get, right. You yeah. get to, you just get There's to, a balance maybe. Exactly. It's the same way with music or art or I don't think you can. If you plan it all out, where's the magic going to happen? That's even that. That's one thing that's always been important in bands that I've been in, and I've been lucky to play with musicians that were kind of like minded a lot of times. And where even if you got a song that is totally worked out, when you go in the studio, you got to leave just two percent there, just in case something different yeah. will happen. And yeah. sometimes the studio is its own instrument, and sometimes yeah. something will fall out. It's like, okay, that's cool, and. Uh, or, man, I didn't, I can really hear all these parts better now. What if I tried this? You got to leave a little room for, you got to leave a little room for the magic to happen yeah. or it's, or you're just punching a clock again. Right. Fuck that. I feel for me a lot of times, and even, even with this show, the way I did it, because I'm, I'm so regimented on a plan, a lot of times if I just give myself a direction, you know, bullet yeah. points and a direction say, okay, this is. I'll give you a legitimate example. You brought up Vegas. If you head east from here with the idea you're going to Vegas, that's not going to work out. It's going to take a long time. 
<laughs> to get to Vegas. Right. <laughs> it's possible. You can get there. It's just going to take longer. Time constraint. Like, I would love to do that. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Fuck, I hit California. Exactly. Cool. Now yeah. I go south. Yeah. Um, but but generally speaking, if, if, if you have time constraints, which most of us do, um, you do have to kind of look in a direction and, and plan at least the minor points. And I, I think the whole idea of just go with it is have a compass point. Look at where you want to go with something. And maybe if you're not technically there yet, try to find points along the way that get you technically where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, gear-wise, same thing. If, if there's things you want to be able to do that you don't think you can do with your current gear, have a plan in place to say, okay, along my journey, I'm going to pick up one of these, I'm going to grab one of these. And that's really what I did with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Early on, I didn't have a budget for a good recorder, nice microphones, you know, things like that. So I software, yeah, software. I actually went with uh, and uh, a Zoom H4n, uh, just a cheap recorder. You can get them for under under two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, that I guess that's not really cheap, but you get the idea. Yeah, in in record, yeah, yeah, in recorders it is. And then microphones, I went with the SM58 because they were cheaper than the 7B, even though all my, I don't want to say all my friends, but a lot of people were kind of pushing me towards the SM7B. And I like the 7B. I really do. It's it, it's perfect for me because I can put it on my stand, keep it on my um, my boom arm on my desk and move it out of the way. I use it for voiceover and a lot of things that I do recording voice. Mm-hmm. And I like it. It 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 does get out of the way. I can get it close to my mouth and it's good enough. You know, it's got cool looking things on the back too. Yeah. There's, there's some EQ. You can, you can kind of tailor the EQ a little bit of how it receives, uh, audio, Hmm. but I, I still keep it flat because I like to do all that in post. Right. I just do. I mean, we use, I, and we didn't use this before either, but I use a lot of, uh, signal processors on our audio before it ever gets to the recorder. Mm Mm-hmm. That they're not necessary at all, but what it does for me is it it speeds up the edit because it's already done. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know what we need to do to get a, a decent sound. Well, Plus, you, you're letting it work out. for you though. See, that's different. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. So that's kind of the thing there. Yeah, just kind of have a a compass point, so to speak, and get there and do it. How are you feeling today, by the way? You you uh, you come in and said you're. I'm feeling a little better. Yeah. I was out of breath this morning, and my heart was beating crazy. I don't know what's yeah. going on. So. If I die, it'd be interesting to listen back to this and be like, hey, there's, he was talking yeah, about Yeah, that's not good. We can't, we can't go there. Nah, you got to. I, th- I, I think you know. it's important. I think that's uh, important as artists to recognize that, that we, have a, we have a finite amount of time. And yeah, yeah. Not be afraid of it. And that's another reason to go with it. Yeah. You're, you're running out of time. If you're sitting there, if you're planning too much, you're never going to get anything done. Exactly. That's a good way of looking at it. I didn't even... That, we didn't plan that, folks. No. That just kind of came out. No, you got to get away from analysis, what paralysis by analysis. Yeah, and get out of your own way, and yeah, and and you got to realize, man, you got to you got to live because it is we're we're all dying. Life yeah. is killing us. Yeah, life life is going to kill you. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, you'll take your last breath. I got to live. You know, I was born late enough that I kind of thought maybe they'd figure out this whole uh, this whole you know freezing you and keeping you alive thing and figuring <laughs> stuff out. But I think I might, I think I might have been a hundred years too early. Would you live forever if you could? Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Oh yeah. Me too. Where's, yeah. where's the, where's the vampire when we need one? I know. I, you know, I would do that in a second. Yeah. They I'd, say I'd drink blood. you wouldn't do that. Yes, you would. <laughs> I've already drank blood. I'll drink blood again. <laughs> I was, Don't get me started. <laughs> one of the reasons I actually threw the, the, the German in there. And if anybody speaks German, <laughs> Uh, you're not far off. Um, the uh, and I'm just learning, by the way. So if anybody's listening and they're hearing it going, that's that's not very good German. It's it's okay. I've only been doing this for a couple of weeks. Please continue, my little Fraulein. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I I really wanted to mention Albrecht Durer uh, as as an artist. He's uh, always been kind of a a favorite of mine. You were asking one of our past episodes, some of my favorite artists. I, I don't know if I mentioned him exactly. No, familiar, no. Um, 
but he was born in 1471 in Nuremberg, Germany. Um, he's actually a contemporary to like Leonardo da Vinci and all that. And he, he did go to obviously being in Southern Germany and crossing the Alps and going into uh, Italy was not, I mean, I guess it is a big deal, but it's, it wasn't, wasn't like he went across the Atlantic ocean. Right. right? Um, so he did study in Italy for a while and then he, he went back to Germany and everything. But, uh, I was going to bring up a lot about Albrecht Durer, but I, I would suggest anybody listening who wants to learn about, um, Albrecht to, to go check him out. I, uh, for these podcasts, it, it's hard for me to, to talk about pictures, right? Cause you're not seeing them mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of thing. But, uh, Interesting person. He is a, a big influencer of my work uh, in terms of his, I mean, it, we're talking, when you, when you look at the, the time frame, 1470s, 1480s, 1490s, and, and his death in 1528, he was 56 when he died, by the way. Um, but he's part of the Renaissance period, right? The, when things went from being very cartoon looking to being realistic, mm-hmm. you know, you had, you had Raphael, you had Da Vinci, you had... Just these artists who were really quite. Donatello, you had all the all the good uh, all know, the, the all the turtles, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it really gets to me because I, I think you know at some point they had to say just go with it. Oh yeah, you know this this was the established art way of doing things. You know I'm going to do it this way because now the Renaissance is happening and and art needs to look like this. And of course we have to remember they didn't have cameras like we do today mm-hmm. you know they weren't taking pictures and getting instant results you know instagram didn't exist and all these other things didn't exist and they made a living from what they did and you know i think we're missing something today and that's kind of where i'm going with this whole bringing up albrecht door is that we we're, we're missing the concept of this is what i want to do i'm going to go do it and people are going to either like it or hate it, but I'm going to keep doing it. Right. Whereas today it's like, I'll put it on Instagram. People hate it. Oh, I ain't going to do it no more. You know? <laughs> well, you get instant feedback too. You're, you're, yeah. You get, all right, people like this or people start critique. That's what I love. It's like somebody posts something and I'm, I'm a member of a bunch of different bass player groups and it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. It's just other musicians are just the fucking worst. Man. Oh, it's that way with every, and every artist, I think. Somebody posts a question about, Hey, I'm looking to, you know, try some new strings. Send me a recommendation. It's like, oh, why are you playing that five string? You know, why don't you get a real bass or you want to make <laughs> your squire look like a fender or, or I, there's a lot of that too. It's like these music snobs that's on there. It's like, Hey motherfucker, I, I get on there. I'm like, I got, I got $2,000 basses. I got hundred dollar squires and I've played more shows with some of these squires and they sounded good. You know, if this yeah. guy, if that's what yeah. that makes that guy happy, fuck you. You right. know, it's just always somebody's just got to, they always want to answer a question you did not ask. Yeah. If I asked the question, hey, what do you think, what do you think of this song? Or, you know, what do you think I should do different? I love it when, and it's always been like that. There's always people that, you know, hang around band practice or something and, you know, they want to give you their five cents and, and, uh, I just don't fucking care. But if yeah. I ask you, sometimes, sometimes you hit a wall and it's like, you want some of that outside information. Yeah. But, but uh, it drives me for fucking, perspective. Yeah, and yeah. whether you yeah. take it or not, it's yeah, like, okay, right. This is right. how they're seeing that, and uh, maybe, maybe I could have added some darker color here, or, right? Or maybe I could have made my sky, you know, blue or or right. all go right. all the way or whatever. But you still have to remain an artist, though. You still have to be true to yourself. And it's different if you ask. Like I say, it's just yeah. not, if I put it out there, it's always funny. Some knucklehead would be like, "Oh, you know." At three, at, at you know, minute two yeah. point five, you uh, you <laughs> know, went off, you went key off key here, or you hit the wrong note, or what are you doing there? It's like, well, I obviously heard that and thought it was good enough to post, so whatever, right? You know, but I've had people ask, why do you want to learn German? Because my personal ancestry has been speaking English for at least the last five hundred years. Right, or at least that that dialect of British English, and then right. colonial, and then uh, you know American. But uh, I I have 
some people on Facebook that I know who uh, we we share a last name. Our surname is exactly the same. There's a there's a winery in uh, Stuttgart uh, with our surname. Are we going to go? I want to real bad. Uh, Weingut Vot would be where you go. Worth, I guess. I don't know if he says Worth. I, I haven't talked to. Is it Worth or Worth? I haven't talked to Klaus enough to know if he actually goes by uh, Vot or Worth. I don't know. You know, because in from what I'm gathering from German, someone can correct me if they want to. I'd be more than happy to take that critique. Uh, when you, you ask for it, yeah, because the th, from what I understand, is a t sound, not a th sound. Um, so I don't know, and I haven't, I haven't actually heard Klaus say anything, and. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm interested. You know, he's he's made comments that we should come over and visit, and his his English yeah. is not very good. My German is not very good, so <laughs> I'm I'm thinking it'd be nice to just learn it. And and I found that for me, language is a hobby. Yeah, that's cool. I I I studied Icelandic for a while. Two school. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember right? that. You <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I know we're getting way off topic. Uh, no, ale. I love ale. Yagelska, oh. But, uh, and it was probably butchered a little bit too there. But, uh, I, I, I have a lot of fun with that because it gets me deeper into the culture. Right. And I start learning things a little bit different. I'm watching TV shows in German with German subtitles so I can see how it's spelled when they say it. For what it's worth, I know I was just a little bit of an interlude there into something else, and we do need to move on. So, uh, that's but it's cool. In. It's interesting to, it's educational and there's an art to language too that oh, like yeah. we, we never really touch on. And, yeah, exactly. And dialects. Spoken and, word, yeah. And um, accents and just different, and slang. And I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. It's really waking me up to a lot of, a lot of fun things. Yeah. And uh, I've always liked Durr as a, as a painter and it just, I was watching one of Rick Steves shows on YouTube today. Um, and he was in Nuremberg and it was, it was fun just watching. He kept bringing up Albrecht Durr and that's where the, the Durr house is. And he went in there and saw some paintings and I was like, yeah, I, I want to do that. I want to go to Germany. It just, you know, it, it's go. on my list. Let's go. We should, we should. I want to do all of Europe. Yeah. It'd be so much fun. Okay, we've reached the segment of the show where I ask a few rapid-fire questions and give everyone listening time to finish their drinks or grab another one. I already poured my second beer. This is good. Bell's Hop Slam. We're not sponsored by Bell's, um, though if they want to send us some beer, we will be happy to do so. Just drop me an email. Uh, there's, there's an email link in my show notes. I'd love for somebody from Bell's to throw us some beer. Or if you have a brewery somewhere else, you want to try your beer, send it their way. Hell yeah, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> Rapid fire. Rapid fire. And this is actually good for both of us. You can ask me a question, too, if you want I, to. I got a question for you. Oh, actually. do you? Oh, yeah. I sure do. Hold on to it. Oh, I'm holding it. All right. <laughs> Between my legs. All right. My first question is, do you... Th <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just say... <laughs> you told me to hold it. <laughs> I got to keep my hands free. I know. The water. <laughs> do you think people listen to others more than they listen to their own gut feeling in general i think yeah i think they second guess i i think the m most people second guess their their self i think you got a good in, internal compass and I yeah. think you should always go with your gut i, I think you're right on that and it, it's funny because it's our own lives right it's the life we're living and we don't have infinite time. We talked about this, you know, just a little bit ago. And yeah. it's kind of like, why do we, why do we, <laughs> why do we value what others think so much when it's our own goals? It's, that are in, you it's know, it's tribal. It's a tribal thing, I think, too. And, and acceptance, to maybe? Yeah. yeah. Wanting to be accepted. And nobody wants to be, it's nature. The oddball, the albino gets destroyed. The, the, the odd. Deformity right. gets yeah, destroyed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's. I mean, you can't argue with millions of years of, of evolution. Yeah, really. I yeah. mean, you just can't. And that is in our. We do not want to stick out. Even 
even your even as you 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 do stick out and you do things outside the norm in a way that is a way of trying to get acceptance sometimes you know mm -hmm. you're wearing a big spike mohawk or you know you're wearing flamboyant right. clothes long hair it, long, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just sometimes it's deep down it's a it's a way to try to to blend in by not blending in yeah you know there's just there's we yeah. all want to yeah. everybody wants love and safety and to be noticed and to be cared about i mean it's a even the most evil of evil people want that but as creatives though is that affecting us is is it really holding us back you is, want, is that you another reason people, you, deep down you want you hope people like your work at at the end of the day you got to do things for you and i'm not saying you have to do things that people like but you hope that some that you're connecting with somebody and you can't right. connect with somebody unless they like it or at least respect right. it in some way right so anybody that says that that they don't care about that is a liar. Right. Because, or you wouldn't show it. Then you would just have art just hanging up in your studio. Right. No one would ever see it. Then you're truly <laughs> Which doing. Which is kind of what I do. Right. <laughs> you're truly doing art for you, but. Yeah. But. Art, art for, I got to cut you off. Art for art's you sake. You ain't got to. Yeah. But you did. I'm going to. Yeah. Art for art's sake. One of those terms that I really don't quite care for, but at the same time, you, you do, as an artist, you do need to create art that's in your soul. Yeah. When your muse is talking to you and you're, you're putting out art and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to paint it. That's good. But at the same time, and this is where I'm talking to the professionals and the people who are trying to make a living from it, there's a little bit of, okay, I'm going to hold back. I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to just do it because people aren't going to like it. So I'm going to go ahead and do what people like, people, what, what they expect. And that's where the whole part of listening to others over our own gut feeling yeah. probably takes a little bit of a twist that isn't good. Oh, exactly. And I, I wonder, I wonder anybody listening, I wonder if I, you know, kind of gets into their head too. Maybe that's why they're not producing the art that they are born to make. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. But you got other, there's got people that are in graphic design right now that did that because they needed a paycheck and they weren't where they needed to be at the time, maybe to yeah. be a fine artist or to. I played country music. Right. Because it was money. Right. And I mean, I don't think, when I was younger, I looked down on that. But when you get older and you realize that somebody's still trying to keep their, they're still trying to find ways to be creative and doing what they have to do. And I don't think that's necessarily bad or selling out. Right. But if you're, if you're strictly making music or or making art for somebody else and you don't you only care about what somebody else thinks about it then you're not being the artist that you can be because there's more to you than just yeah. that so, yeah no matter who you are but there's yeah. nothing wrong with wanting people to like your work and there's nothing wrong with taking sometimes people give give you advice and you see things a different way as long as you see that if if I looked at one of your paintings and said, well, I would have used a lighter color there because the contrast here would have drawn, you know, would have drawn your eyes to this more, which would have mm -hmm. made this highlight. Like, hey, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. But if you did it and you seen it, it's like, yeah, I, I hate that. Or if you did it and you thought, okay, well, he's kind of got a point there. I can take this piece of advice and, mm -hmm. and maybe use a little bit of that into in here. And you're still happy with it. Right. Best of both worlds. Right. And no problem there. And this goes back to the whole criticism thing we talked about in, in another episode. Uh, you really do have to choose who you want to take criticism from. And, you know, do you look up to them or down to them? You know, and, and are you trying to improve or are you just trying to please? And, and are you making art for other artists? Are you making art for other people are you making art for a certain oh, yeah. type of people yeah, are you lot. making art just to convey this emotion are you making art to to bring people up to bring people down yeah there are all these different things you have to consider and if you're making art for other artists and it's just like that with music i mean a yeah, lot of these, yeah. these technical there's all a reason art. why yeah. why kurt cobain outsold steve i yeah, right yeah just astriani is yeah. another good example of a, a very yeah. talented musician who just doesn't get 
No, but in later years, like with Chicken right. Foot and some of these other bands, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't want to say dumbed it down, but, you know, he's doing this thing, and if he's happy, he's happy doing that, and he's making, if he's making music that he wants to make, and yeah. it's more commercially viable, then that's awesome. That's Yeah. At the end of the day, if you just want, you know, five guys in, in berets <laughs> standing around saying, oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> five guys so in berets. You know, that's great, but... but Smoking it, a long cigarette with a stem on it. Right. <laughs> but but if, if you're trying to reach and touch as many people as you can, and, and you're hoping that, that this painting means something to them or becomes an heirloom to some family, yeah. then yeah. it's you got to think about that. Yeah, that's that's good. I I really you you've opened up a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts there. It probably could end up being other shows. Well, and... write that down. You'll have an idea for. You know, the next <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's 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 really important for artists of all walks of life to understand that they they need to listen to their gut feeling and produce the art that's in there because we don't need another Rembrandt. We don't need another Chase Jarvis. We don't need another Paul Ramey or Mike Worth right. or anyone really we we need your creativity to come out the way you want to express it and you're just a blender and you're taking all these right, other things, right. all these little influences all these little comments and all this stuff and you're choosing how much of those you put yeah. in the blender yeah and a little bit of that stuff is great yeah too much of it is not because then it's just if you put too many dark colors in there then it's yeah. all going to come out yeah. black you know i'm actually enjoying this episode more than usual and I think it's because I did take the headphones off. I actually, instead of listening to myself talk and listening to the audio and focusing on the technique and the quality and making sure everything was there, because I know it's there. Yeah, it's much more conversational for me. That's what, like I said, or else I'm, so. I'm always like, oh, and I'm putting more bass on my voice. I'm also learning how to look at the meters. I mean, I can I can look down at the inst- and say, yeah, I'm I'm okay where I'm at. So I don't know. Rapid fire. Go ahead and go with your question. I'd like to hear yours. What is the you know just without thinking about it too much? What do you think your uh, greatest failure as an artist was, and uh, how did that springboard your next success? How did it change you? Production. My biggest failure is production. You know. Um, when I was young, I had time. When, you know, 30 years ago, it was, I got time. I, I can do this. You know, and then I focused on family, which is mm-hmm. not a bad thing. I'm glad I did. I focused on work because I wanted to support my family. And in our region, artists typically can't make enough money to support their family. So I went the route of getting a job and doing my thing, which separated me from the art. And as much as I hate to say it, art is a very expensive hobby that I get paid to do. Right. And uh, I hate that. It's a regret. There's a lot of college. Uh, I'm going to say atelier because we, we mentioned that before. Atelier the hunt. Yes, yeah. familiar with his work. <laughs> atelier. Um, that, that learning process, uh, I still want to do it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I ever will be able to just because the, the schools aren't anywhere near me. And I still, I, I like the job I have. I mean, it, it works. Mm-hmm. It, it pays the bills and all those things, but. Well, I know you see that as a shortcoming. Yeah. You know, because you want to create more and yeah. you cannot. Yeah. I don't have enough time. Want. It's like, I, I, I get frustrated with the time. I really do. And that's where planning comes in for me. That's why I say, just, just do it. Right. This episode really is, I know a lot of people listening are thinking, oh, this is a really good episode, blah, blah, blah. But the, the just do it thing is really kind of a kick in my own pants. Well, time's such a commodity for you. It is. And, and it, I mean, it's a commodity for everybody, but to varying degrees mm-hmm. for people, especially with our schedules, it's just, it's a little bit, it, yeah. it takes on a little bit different. Yeah. And our schedules are upside down. But Besides all that, I'm, I guess my question is more focused towards a, a certain, you know, a painting that, that you spent a lot of time on or maybe a shot that you were working on as a photographer or a gig that you did when you were playing. Is there anything mm-hmm. that sticks out in your mind that, that you really put a lot into and it just did not work? No matter what, you just, it did not work and you just had to oh, yeah, and move on yeah. to something else. And, and what yeah. did you learn from that? 
I, I, uh, I did a, a gig with, um, I'm going to mention them cause I don't care. I did a gig with brew dog brewery. Oh yeah, and they came to Chillicothe or not? Jesus Christ! Uh, they came to uh, Canal Winchester, and they're they're a Scottish brewery, and they wanted to open an American brewery here in the USA. And um, we got together, we hooked up, and it was I'm going to take these pictures and do the thing, and all the windows faced south in that building. And I remember you were pumped. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was all over it. I was, I was ready to quit my job and be a full time. If they would bring me on to just do that, that's what I would mm-hmm. do. And it really took the wind out of my sails because uh, I'm not going to go into the details on different people, but it just nothing clicked. It was a bad experience. It was a very bad experience, and the lighting uh, for anyone who's uninitiated, north light is good light. South light in the northern hemisphere is shit light. It changes every minute. And I was trying to get shots that they wanted in a lighting situation that changed rapidly. And they weren't quite ready for me. I wasn't quite ready for the stuff they wanted. Things just weren't clicking. We weren't getting along. Uh, it also fell into the whole, uh, I met someone I really wanted to know and they turned out to be a dick and, you know, nothing against brew dog, I guess, but, um, I, I don't <laughs> yes. think, I don't think James and I would get along outside of anything else. And it's a shame too, cause we both like beer. We both enjoy beer. I think we get along on that. Uh, but I think as human beings, I don't think him and I would get along very well and i know he's not gonna listen to this and if he does you know james you know whatever whatever it is you know fuck you james <laughs> that's how i feel about it and, and, and you can yeah. take that to the bank <laughs> as he looks at the so camera. what did you learn from that i mean I, the, I, what was your biggest takeaway from I, that and how did that affect your next project? well number one never never take a job for less money simply because you want to do it i they were they were well under my my daily rate and I only did it because it was BrewDog. And we're talking commercial photography here. Um, and I don't want to give any numbers out, but it's it, it was significantly lower than what anyone should charge. Why are you a cheapskate, James? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I, I, planning, in, in that respect, planning and asking the right questions was my fault. You know, and this is where... Com- Commercial photographers do have to plan quite a bit because you've you've got a lot of expenses there. You don't want to waste time, and and I wasted time. Honestly, there was things if I would have asked questions, wouldn't have happened. If I would have done a site preview before the show, before actually doing the gig, um, would have been handled had I planned better. It was a time in my life when things weren't really good for me. Um, it was a lot of fly by night, a lot of you know, oh crap. This is going on. I'll put this aside because I got a job to do. And, you know, personal life kind of got in there a little bit too. Um, but yeah, it just, it really, it burgered things up for me. And in fact, it actually changed a lot of what I was doing. It, it really redirected me back to art because I was like, you know, I'm an artist. I'm not a commercial photographer. I'm not an editorial photographer. And I was doing, at the time, I was doing a lot of, um, concert footage, writing uh, for a, a small magazine and uh, doing different things. And it just, life as a creative was starting to really come down hard on me like I don't belong in this. And it really crapped on my dreams. And the only thing that existed still was my painting. It was the one thing I was really good at that, and, and I know it sounds arrogant, but I think I'm better at painting than I am anything else that I do. Jocko says it's not bragging if you can back it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's people who hate my work too, but, you know, for what it's worth, I don't care. You're going to have that. There's not, well, that's good. If everybody likes it, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I don't like Jackson Pollock, but, you know, he, he made or more money. Back. Yeah. They made more money than I ever have right. doing what they do. I mean, they drive know. by on their bus and throw, throw money out <laughs> I know. that we'd love. I know. I want them to start picking on me so I'll be famous. <laughs> and Jackson's dead. So, I mean, if he, Picked on me, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be a different show for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Did I answer your question? You did. All right. Number two. Well, number two and a half. Yeah. I don't know. Number three. Is this the most bitter beer you ever had? No. Really? No. I would have thought this was. No, there was some crap that you made me drink. <laughs> some that, crap. That it tasted... <laughs> That, like I said earlier, it tasted just like you were drinking out of a fucking pine cone with a fucking, with pine needles in it. That's yeah. disgusting. You're probably right. Let's move on. I don't way. hate that. You don't hate it? No. So I was actually wanted, surprised. I thought you, I swore you was going to hate it. I would take a sip of it every week because I, I am a sellout. So. <laughs> this is perfect. fucking delicious. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> Pay me. Uh, I got, uh, it comes in a six pack. Uh, our local, uh, I don't want to say who they are, but our local liquor store has it right now for uh, about $18 for a six pack. So it, it's not cheap. I'll but, say who they are if they pay me. Right. If they pay us, you know. <laughs> Let's move that's on. It's kind of expensive, ain't it? For it a six pack? No, not at, not at 10%. 10%. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a case of Budweiser <laughs> for six. Yeah, but that's basically like the, the Sani water around here. It's just, yeah, just yeah, the Sani. <laughs> right. Number three, this is kind of an important one. Is it ever okay to tell a friend not to follow their dreams? Is it ever okay to do that? Yeah, if their dream is to become the next Ed Gain or Jeffrey Dahmer, then yeah, sometimes you can Oh, tell well, I mean, come on. Well, you, you know, you left that open in there, bud. <laughs> I guess I did. It depends. It depends. He, not everybody. I get the burps, man. We're not all. <laughs> what's how can I work? There's this? something in the bales that makes me thirsty. There's some more. Something in the wing. <laughs> oh, but I don't know. If I would have packed up at at what would twenty five? What would Christopher Walken say? I got this pal, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> nicely, he cut his hair. I was like, wow. Is it nicely or canisely? Delicious. It's delicious. It's nicely. Justin never listens. Justin, our friend Justin never listens to the podcast. No, he was in a, he was in a bad mood the other week. Oh yeah, yeah. He took the week off. Did he really? Yeah, he, he's off all week this week, and he comes back Monday. I have to text so him. yeah. He and makes, you wore that wig at work. Uh, it, that uh, was. He makes I was alcohol. hoping you'd wear it today. I thought about it. I got some new ones that came in the mail, and I haven't opened the box yet, but I'm pretty excited. Oh, so it is your wig. So a question I got, so I started a thing at my day job called Wig Wednesday. Your, your evening job. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. Well, it's about to be my day job <laughs> okay. very soon. But uh, Wig Wednesday. Number three. And uh, <laughs> it, uh, so I just, I'm wearing different wigs on Wednesday. So I get, this, I got asked to look these questions, said, how many wigs do you have? And I always say, well, wait a minute, how many do I have in my possession right now? Or how many do I have on order that will be here at the end of the week? I'm like, well, how many you got now? I'm like three. How many will you have? Seven. Oh my so God. It's, you know, it's whatever. It's fun. You look like, um, I'm going to be careful how I say this because I don't, I don't want to offend anyone because, you know, you know how the world is today. You, you kind of had this nineteen uh, seventies art teacher look about you. Which wig? The one from Wednesday? Or yeah, the one, the one you wore over Friday. Because yeah. see, I, they, I know it's supposed to be Wig Wednesday, but there was some <laughs> Wig so, Wednesday. But there's, there's to, even a word. <laughs> I've said it three times already tonight. I know, but I'm just so yeah. funny. But I'm so just, it had. Yeah. I ended up having to wear it on Friday because of. Uh, there was some people there that I didn't want to, I didn't want to attract the wrong kind of attention. But, mm-hmm. And plus, you know, I'm thinking about getting transplants. Yeah, we had visitors. Yeah, so. I'm thinking about getting transplants. So I got to get Important used to wearing people. a wig while, it's, while my skull's healing up. Because, you know, I do crazy things. Yeah. Not boob transplants. Not implants. Well, not for trans, the, yeah. to, to, bring anyway. everyone, to bring everyone to speed, you had long hair. For very, very, years. very flowing long hair. You uh-huh. had. Uh, now I got a mohawk. Uh, you got a mohawk now. And you're, you know, it. I, I like it. I do. I do. I like it too. I kind of. I feel in touch. I'll dig it, man. I'll dig it. I really dig it. I've got dirty hair. I've got that uh, that whole homeless look of oh, yeah. long hair. Bomber kind of guy. You look like a guy that's that's cooking either meth or oh, yeah. explosives. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Very artistic. But. <laughs> but to answer your question, not everybody is going to quote unquote make it. 
Right. There, you're just not, you can't do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. If, if that was the case, there would be no second string quarterbacks. Everybody would be a CEO. There would be, I'm not <laughs> saying you can't be successful, but I think you got to keep that in perspective. Not everybody, you're, you can't set your mind to outrun Usain Bolt and then outrun. You just not, there's other factors involved in that. I'm never going to run as fast as that cat. I would never have been able to run as fast as that cat, no matter how. But you're hard still I making a judgment call, though, on your friend. You're you're saying don't do this because you're not that person. They, I don't think. But are you? Do you have to be? There, there's a way to be honest, and then there's a way to be just a wet blanket. And I think if if the, the if question, you don't think, I, if let's you argue don't think, for it. Let's argue on this. All right. Is it ever okay to tell them not to follow yeah. their dreams? Yeah. Because I want to be specific on that. I mean, if somebody yeah. has a dream, you, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think so. If your friend, if your friend has got two newborn babies, yeah, and and he's got you know responsibilities, and he's a he's an okay artist. He's an okay artist, and his dream is to to run off to try to you know work at. Uh, fucking marvel to be a, a comic book right, right 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 artist yeah which which is you know well some of my favorite artists. The, the new show is great by oh, the yeah. way oh yeah oh yeah but, I, I don't want to talk about that but <laughs> Matt, i do and, we, a big episode and you just don't you just don't think it's there it's like it's like the whole uh, you know you would be doing you how what kind of a friend would you be if you said hey man it's just not gonna happen it's like it, it's a great example. Anybody that's ever watched um, um, American Idol? Deadpool. Deadpool's a good movie. But anybody that's, <laughs> listen, you're getting buzzed. You're pissing me off. I know. Yeah. I no, know. but seriously. That's what I do. Uh, you've watched American Idol before, haven't you? Yeah. And so they do the yeah. auditions and these, these people go in there. And a lot of it's staged. Don't, I this, is, this is good, yeah. But, but people go in there and they're just, uh, I don't they're like calling deaf. art terrible because right. you know it's right not, right they don't that can't, yeah that they don't have tone they don't sing. have yeah they can't fucking i totally sing. get that yeah and no one has this told is them what that. i'm getting at draw it out and they think <laughs> they think they're just killing it yeah they think they're just killing it and <laughs> somebody should have told them not to follow the dreams they're yeah, gonna be, yeah they're, gonna they're be embarrassing ditch, they're gonna be a ditch digger but then again people nothing told, wrong with this digging people <laughs> yeah you can make a living doing it People told uh, Lane Staley he had a terrible voice. Mm -hmm. So you just got to. But he, he knows key, though. He can hear it. Right? I mean. Yeah, but. Can everybody be an artist? Everybody can be artistic. Because we're all creative. I think as human beings, we're creative. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole premise of the show. Anybody can be artistic. Honestly, this whole podcast is we're just artists from all walks of life. All walks of art, even. Exactly. That's the idea. And I get this a lot. And people say, well, is it okay? Tell your friend that they're not artistic or creative, you know, and, and to some degree, yes, some degree, no. And that's why I asked this question. Cause it's not really an easy answer. Um, because at some point we have to judge, we have to say, okay, maybe that person's tone deaf. Maybe that person can't produce something that is creative. I mean, let me rephrase that because they, they can. Maybe that person can't produce what they're trying to achieve with something. Um, and I want to relate this back to just go with it. That person has a passion for creating something. They're not good at what they're creating. So at this point, I think it is okay to, to tell someone not to follow that dream, but follow the dream of creating, but do it your way. But if they really feel strong about it and they really, that makes them happy and mm -hmm. they feel like they have something to say. I mean, look at William Hong. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the guy that did the, the rap, uh, puts me in mind of a, a donut, Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Or that who you're talking about, that kid? No, that... Oh, because there was a kid that went... Maybe like you the, got what I need or something. Oh, that dude, yeah. What's the, what the, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I know, but... It's terrible. Terrible voice. Okay. It worked. 
Look at Louis Armstrong. Yeah, we brought we, we brought him up in the but last episode. The yeah, like if somebody told him, man, you. Got but this. he was a trumpet player. He was a jazz musician. Terrible yeah, voice. But he's trying to, but you don't know him. <laughs> you don't really know. He's got mass appeal from. Yeah, that song. yeah. So does it matter then? Does it? Does it really no, matter? You, I answered your question. Is it okay? To I don't tell think your you friend, did. Is it okay to tell your friend <laughs> not to follow? Yeah, it's okay, but it's also okay for your friend to say "fuck you." Mm -hmm. I'm going. I'm not going to yeah. do what you tell me. Your Take friend. Up. Your friend just said, "Go with it. Just go with it." Yeah. I. That is what separates. That's the bottom line here. The, uh, this is a those. long episode. I, we're we're kind of getting into some long long territory. It's funny too because I had no plan for this show. None. I know you mentioned it. And I only dropped a couple of, of little thoughts here that and we can get me into. Move my seat. I, I did. I would work because of filming and everything, but uh any final thoughts? I wanna I wanna let's let's phrase this in a proper way. Paul, do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> I know when I go back and edit this, I'm gonna be like, Fuck yeah. man, why did you do that? Being told not to follow your dream or to not to quit your day job or to do something else is 99% 99% of the successful people has heard that mm -hmm. no matter how good, good they were, mm -hmm. that they shouldn't, they can't make it. They can't do this and that. So yeah. this is the truly great creative people use that as fuel and they, and they go through it. But some people just not cut out for it. Some people, Aren't aren't built for it mentally. Some people just don't yeah. have have the talent to do exactly what they want to do. And I mean, you're not going to know until you try. And right to varying degrees, you have to decide what you're comfortable with doing. I mean, I was never going to be good enough to go to L.A. and quit my job and be a you know a studio musician, which I always thought would be cool. But I disagree. But I just don't have that. That's I don't have that in my wheelhouse, but who knows if I left sooner, maybe I could have played yeah, the program. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I think, I think time has a big, big factor in that. I really do. You know, I think, I think you're like me in, in this region. In some ways you're a late bloomer. Right. You no, know, I gotcha. um, in some ways you had this available to you when this time arise, uh, arose and this is how it is. And, and folks who don't live in this region don't understand that they, they like, why, why can't you just go do that? Right. Because we just, we're not even part of a metropolitan area. Right. So it's not like we can just drop in and do it. We, we literally have to go at least an hour away. Mm. To, in any to, direction. To, yeah. Yeah. But a big part of, I think a big part of survival though, is being able to recognize what you can do and what you can't do. That's why you're not never going to see me on, on American Idol trying to sing Whitney Houston. I well, mean, I, yeah, but I, know, I, it's also you, not what you want to do. Right. Because well, you're be not cool. just, I but mean, that'd be kind of cool. Sade. But see, I'm not going to sing that either, but you'll play bass. I don't need somebody to tell me that that's not going to work, but you know, these other right, people's got right, people right, that didn't right. tell them that they follow their dream right on the TV and, they yeah. got on TV. Yeah. That's what they are worried about. But sometimes you got to pivot. This, I think this episode could go really deep. And, and I think everybody listening so deep. I think this episode has, has the, has the potential to really wake a lot of people up and, and we're really kind of getting into a lot of time here. And I don't want to, I don't want to hold your time up, Paul. Well, no, this, and, we just had final thoughts. Yeah. It's yeah, right yeah. in the word final. It is. It is. Um, uh, my final thoughts on this is don't plan too much. Uh, are you going to take your advice? I, no, probably See, not. That's the thing. I, I struggle because I, I plan too much. I'm a planner. I just my I I get uh I get hung up. I do get analysis paralysis in in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, don't plan too much, just do something and see what happens. That's that's kind of my, my final exactly. thought. Exactly. Um because as you move along you realize, oh well that didn't work. Let's try this. Let's and that goes back to the continuous improvement of, of what we talked about before is like, as you're going towards that compass point, you, you try and you try again, you fail, you try again, you fail and you keep moving on and you find out what works. Mm -hmm. And for me as a, as a creative, 
that's what led to the gear I buy. I failed because this gear did this, and I'd rather have gear that does this. And right. I've learned limitations of the gear, and I've went different directions because of limitations. I've learned that I don't work well with this kind of paint or this brush or this canvas. Um, and it is a process. It is something we have to kind of work towards. And I know this, this episode has the potential to go a lot of different ways. And um, I don't want to discourage anyone from following their dreams at all. Because there's, there's, there's a lot out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dreams meaning creative uh, pursuits. You know, if your plan is to do this creatively, then try to find out how to do it. You know, find find your place in that stage. You know, if you're an artist and you're paint and and you paint this or that, you know, go that direction. Mm-hmm. There's an audience out there. Um, musically, creatively, in all directions. I mean, really, there is. Uh, I mean, if you're a chef, you're not going to be able to make shit food and people show up. You're going to, have to do something. Well, I don't know. But, you know. I've seen a lot of these ones, these expensive uh, Yeah, and they yeah, come out and that's it's a, true. That's it's a true. walnut inside of pig guts or something. And that's like, nasty. That's, you know, I don't, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Somebody's digging yeah. it. But find a hobby, too. You know, it's hard for artists to have hobbies. Well, especially where we're at, where, we're at, where we have, yeah. we have night gigs. Yeah. And we have that, and it's like, is it our hobby? Is it our passion? Yeah. And it's like, you kind of got to. You yeah. find a little something else to, yeah. to kind of enrich your life because yeah. your, ho- your hobby is more than the hobby. And yeah. And, and that's where language works for me. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize, honestly, I didn't even realize until recently that language was kind of a hobby for me. I, I really enjoy it. That's cool. And uh, hopefully in, in months to come, I'll be able to do some German phrases much better. I'll have a much better dialect on it and... I'll have to Maybe we can travel. And we can uh, talk on the radio back and forth at our day job. Oh, that would be so much fun. No. Guten Tag. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be to say. That's not even right. I'm drunk. Okay. Uh, all right. That's all I got. You got anything else? I got pissed. You so got to piss. You got to piss so bad. All right. All right. Share this episode. Subscribe if you are not already. And I'd love for you to leave us a review. I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us. I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your own creative journey and that you, too, look at your passions and start going towards the direction you want to go. Stop planning too much. Just do it. Plan a little bit more as you go. Learn to do your process. Get better at it. Be a better artist. And for God's sake, listen to your muse. Do something Paul, I'm thankful you're here. Good to have you. Good to be here. Until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty. See you, Paul. Bye.